Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is great to be with you because, man, we've got some positive stuff that we're bringing to the podcast today. Five reasons to be excited about the 49ers' future. And I want to be honest with you. Whenever I started this, I was like, all right, let's do five. And then I was like, all right, now I got six. All right, well, there's seven. Like, And again, I get it. I'm a positive guy. I love looking forward to what's out there. But man, there's a lot of things to be happy about. Well, shout out to the countdown crew. I see all the hashtag CCs. Uh, Russell says, did I win? Not yet. We will be giving away a t-shirt today on today's show. So if you have not yet already, hashtag CC, get it in there. Countdown crew, get you a free shirt. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Now, also, I do want to say um, we did post on YouTube a full uh, highlight film breakdown of Trey Lance. It is in the description of this video if you haven't checked that out. Uh, that is there for you as well. If, you, again, you need some more positivity, you need some more things to look forward to, that is there as well. Now, let's jump into it. Number one, number one reason to be excited for the 49ers' future and moving forward. That's right, Trey freaking Lance. If, if you're not excited about this 21-year-old quarterback stepping up into and taking over for the 49ers, I, I, I don't know what's wrong. You might want to check your pulse. This kid is excitement, dynamite written all over him. Now, does that mean he's not going to have issues? Uh, by no means. But when has the 49ers quarterback not had issues in the past 20 years? I can't think of one example. Uh, so it, the, the idea that he is there to open up the 49ers opportunities for the rest of the offense and the entire Kyle Shanahan playbook. Imagine this. Deep passes non-loaded eight-man boxes in the run game. Are you kidding me? 11 on 11 in the run game because he can keep it. I don't want him running too much. And man, he needs to learn to slide. That is very, very important. But this is going to allow Kyle Shanahan to be Kyle Shanahan instead of just focusing on that kind of 10 to 15-yard area in between the hash marks and between the numbers. Now you get a spread. You go back and you watch the film, which again, I loaded it for you before this so that you can go check those concrete evidence to see what he's been able to accomplish, whether it's in college or in the NFL. If you look to the preseason training camp, you look to the Texans game, the dude could air it out. And so there's no way we're going to be facing eight-man boxes. And if you are, guess what, man? It's time to air it out. Chicks love the deep ball. This dude throws it as well as anybody in the draft the last year. That's or this year, not even close with this year, Trey Lance would be the number one overall pick this year in the NFL draft, and it would not be close. 
Um, now you can talk about well, Jacksonville's got Trevor Lawrence. Okay, I get that, but that's where he would go. There would be a trade. He would get everything. <laughs> he would be the number one guy, way past Malik Willis. All those things. And, and again, what's up, Steve? Welcome to the show, man. Glad you made it from Australia. Um, and again, the quote that I heard most recently, man, I forgot who said it. Oh, I wanted to give him quote. I wanted to give him credit for this. Ah, oh, I'm upset. Anyway, um, the idea is talent sets the floor, character sets the ceiling. And this kid's got a both in spades. Find a reason why Trey Lance will not be successful. I'll wait. It's pretty damn hard to find one. Character, top of the charts. Work ethic. Remember, he logged the most time in the playbook during training camp and OTAs and minicamp and all that. The most out of the entire 90-man roster. Physical skills. Oh, my gosh. Dude's built like freaking Steve McNair. He's a he's a freaking he's a he, he was recruited to the Big Ten to play linebacker for crying out loud like the dude has it rocket arm now can he work on some things of course he can he's the youngest quarterback in the NFL currently but you've got to be excited one of the things I'm most excited about him not only just the deep passing how it's going to help the wide receivers and back everybody up for the run game his touchdown to interception ratio. This is one thing that has plagued the 49ers. Um, you have to go back to Colin Kaepernick, who is still top five in NFL history. It touched down to interception ratio. The idea of limited negative plays. Love Jimmy Garoppolo. Love everything that he did for this franchise. Incredible stuff. I mean, he, he was great. Is he a top five quarterback in the NFL? No. Will he ever be? I don't think the answer is yes. Even Jimmy Garoppolo truthers, I don't think, would say yes to that. But Jim, what Jimmy did was great. But if you look at his numbers, last year, 20 touchdown passes, 12 interceptions in the regular season. That's not good. The bare minimum for a good quality quarterback usually is a two-to-one ratio. What did Trey Lance do? Even though you know one of his starts against uh, the Cardinals, his throwing head was jacked up. Still, five touchdown passes, this is passes now, and two interceptions. Now, if you extrapolate that, he had two starts, multiply that times eight, that's 16, even though there's 17 games in the season. I think it gives us a pretty good look at what those numbers would look like for an entire season. It'd be 40 touchdown passes and 16 interceptions. Now, that would be insane. That would, like, he would be not an MVP consideration, but that's pretty damn wild. I, I, don't, I don't think those are going to be his numbers. I'm not projecting that. But it does show you what he has shown, what he has put on tape. He has been able to be successful in a very small sample size, two games. But you go watch that Texas game, holy freaking cow. You could say, oh, well, the Texans suck. Go watch them the week before whenever they embarrassed, embarrassed Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Made him look bad. Probably his worst game as a pro was against the Texans the week before. Then the next week, especially that second half, right? The last, again, Trey Lance started slow in that game. But the second half, dude lit it up. Rent them out the building. So I'm so excited. The number one thing to be excited about. If you're not in on this Trey Lance excitement, I don't, why are you a sports fan? This, this is like what, what you dream of. You get this young, high potential, amazing human being on and off the field that's coming in. And again, humble pie, man. He, he sat all year, never caused any issues. Best friends with Jimmy Garoppolo. Find a negative. Find one. I don't know. I know. I know. I got rosy cheeks. Maybe I got rosy glasses too. But again, you know, I I've been on the Trey Lance, you know, <laughs> wagon for quite some time, 
And I am excited, man. I am excited. Uh, let's see here. This question from Martin. He says, why are the Rams able to sign every big-name free agent? I went live an hour and a half ago and broke this down uh, dollar sign-wise. Turns out, yeah, they lost way more than they have gained, and it wasn't even close. So if you want to go check that out, I, I did an episode titled, Should the 49ers uh, Treat the Offseason Like the Rams Do? And I think the answer is no. Go check that one out if you want to because, again, they lost eight starters. They signed two. Von Miller was the biggest name in free agency, probably. They lost him. <laughs> Bobby Wagner, great player, amazing player. Allen Robinson, great player, amazing player. They lost their starting left tackle, both their starting edge players. Uh, they lost the starting defensive tackle, starting guard. I mean, good gosh, they lost so many players. They replaced them with two. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I get it in the splash names. That's great. Not the way the 49ers build. Not how they're going to build. And I think that this episode, as we go through these different things that excite me, is I don't think we have to do what they did. We're built for sustained success. I don't believe that they are. Um, their, their, their coach almost retired last year. The dude's like 30 years old. Uh, Steve, he says, John, where does Trey's game management skills compare to other quarterbacks in the NFL? Again, game management, um, there's a couple ways you could look at it. Limiting negative plays. I think that's probably one of the most important things. Trey Lance was as good as anybody this in the college. He didn't throw an interception his entire championship year where they went undefeated. He didn't throw one interception. So, again, limiting negative plays are very, very important. He is very aware of the sticks whenever he runs the ball. Now, again, I want him to slide a lot more. But and it's not like he's just airing it out all the time. That's not what he does either. He, he's, he operates within the framework of the offense. And we saw that in the Texans game. We saw that um, early on in the training camp in preseason. So, I, I, is he going to learn? Yeah, he's 21. He's 21. He's 21. <laughs> he's got a long ways to go, and there's going to be rookie mistakes. There's no doubt about it. Even though he's not a rookie anymore, it's his first full-time job. And so th that's going to be an issue. There's no doubt about that. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great: it, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Experience full plates and fuller wallets with America's best value meal kit. Here's the deal. I was beyond skeptical, okay? I'm not a big cook. I don't really have a lot of time for that. You guys know I got way too much stuff going on. But with every point, it is all the hard stuff's taken out of it. And so here's what's amazing. You prepare all of your meals in less than 30 minutes or less. And again, I wouldn't touch it if that was the case. But it's healthy, it's delicious, and it's quick. You ever sit around like, all right, what am I going to make next? They take all of that out. And so if you head over to everyplate.com, use the promo code 49ers179, no specials. Now, what does that 179 mean? Uh, with no spaces, again, 49ers179, every meal is $1.79. So again, go over to everyplate.com and enter the code 49ers179. $1.79 per meal. It's incredible. And here's the, one of the things why I've, I've worked with these guys for so long is I endorse their product. I use their product with my family. My son likes their product. My wife likes it. If you can make all of us happy, you're doing something great. So give yourself and your wallet a break. Enjoy delicious, affordable meals delivered to your door. You know, you have to go shopping and ready to go in just six simple steps. So Try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code 49ers179. All right, here we go. The second thing that 49ers need to be excited about for the future, and this one is gigantic and probably the most common thing asked about all year. Young, outside, cornerback depth, it's here. Everybody wanted corners. Everybody wanted corners. So what do they do? They don't even spend big in free agency, but they did it this one. They go get 25-year-old Charvarius Ward from the Chiefs. This kid is feisty, in and out. Again, you want to talk character? This kid was in a freaking wheelchair for two years of his life growing up. Now he's in the NFL. He had to transfer colleges and undrafted free agent. Fights for his job, starts inside a huge contract with the 49ers, $13.5 million a year. Now, he is exciting for so many ways. And again, we, he's not the only one. Emmanuel Mosley, again, I think he's 26. Ambry Thomas, under 25 as well. So we have three young, promising, solid corners on the outside. Great news. Great news. Now, if we're, let's go back to Charvarius Ward. Look at what he's been able to do against bigger-bodied wide receiver, which I really hope the, the 49ers allow him to switch to stay on the bigger-bodied wide receiver, whether it was Chase Claypool. Here, I, I, got, I got numbers for you. This is Charvarius Ward, what he held wide receivers to when he was guarding them this past year. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, 18 yards combined when they played the Titans. Devontae Adams held him to 14 yards. C.D. Lamb, 5 yards. Keenan Allen, goose egg, baby. Zero yards for Charvarius Ward. Jamar Chase, this one was a one-on-one -one battle, which Jamar Chase, in my opinion, probably top three minimum, maybe top two wide receiver in the NFL as a rookie. That's how good he is. Um, in week 17, Jamar Chase got him. Uh, Jamar Chase put up 83 yards and a touchdown, which for Jamar Chase, that's a bad game. Now in the AFC Championship game, held Jamar Chase to 22 yards receiving. That's unreal. This dude competes against the best. Now, what does he do that makes him so special? Gives up no separation. He's not a ball hawk guy. So interceptions, that ain't what he's doing. Uh, gives up the least amount of separation in the NFL, according to 
um, advanced uh, next gen stats. And he just makes it difficult. He's he's pestering. He's calm, cool, collected at all times and never out of phase. Never out of phase. Always right where he's supposed to be. And it just pesters. It's just nagging, right? He's like a gnat. And you can just see it whenever you're watching the game tape, which, again, we put some of that up on Patreon if you want to go check that out. Um, again, just go to patreon.com, type in 49ers Rush Podcast. Uh, it's the best way to support the show as well. But if you want to check that out, we have game tape of him up um, this year against Jamar Chase, against Chase Claypool. So you can see exactly what he does against big wide receivers. Now, if we look at the NFC West, guess what? Home of the best big wide receivers in the NFL. This is who he's going to be going up against at least six times every single year. DeAndre Hopkins, twice. He has had the 49ers number. I want him to blanket wherever he goes. Now, does that mean he's going to shut him down? No, we don't need him to shut him down. We just need him not to have 12 catches and 150 yards and a touchdown against us like he did a year ago. Um, You look at DK Metcalf. Good gosh. (laughs) That's where he needs to be. That's what he's built for. Now you look at the Rams. Obviously, their best wide receiver weapon is Cooper Cup. I don't think he's going to be guarding Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup plays out of the slot predominantly. He plays outside as well. But he's going to be going against their new acquisition, Allen Robinson. That's going to be his task. Now, the 49ers, this is an issue. And let's transition now away from Charvarius Ward. Let's talk about who's going to be the slot corner. Because I think that this is one of those things that is a little bit difficult for me to see currently. Is he on the roster? You have bodies. Now, you have these three stud outside corners. Emmanuel Mosley, Charvarius Ward, Ambry Thomas. I think the starting outside corners will be Emmanuel Mosley and Charvarius Ward. But when you go to nickel, which teams do about 70% of the time in the NFL, and you bring that third corner in, you take the third linebacker out, who goes to the slot? I think the 49ers would prefer Diamador Lenore to step up and win that, or Darquez Denard, who they just signed to an extension, who got some play type of the playoffs. They liked him as well. Obviously, they brought back number 27. But if you want your best three guys out there with what's on the roster now before the NFL draft, I would move Mosley. I'd have him as Mosley as the outside starting corner opposite Ward. And then on nickel, slide him in to the nickel back, bring Ambry Thomas in to be the outside corner. Some teams have done this. I know Denver's done it. I know the Chargers have done it as well. The 49ers have been one of the most inflexible personnel teams, especially on the defensive side. Is that something that they could do? I don't know. I I would really, really like them to do it. Keep players where they're at their best and put your best 11 out there. I would love to see that. Ambry Thomas, I think he's going to have a very bright future. But this gives him a moment to kind of chill. He doesn't have to be the guy. It's not a bad deal if he is the guy. But now you have a little bit of leeway with injuries. The fact that we are three deep at outside corner means <laughs> this, this, is, this makes me really, really happy. No Josh Norman. No Drake Kirkpatrick. Think about the games we have lost the past two years because of lack of outside corner depth. Now we have three guys, and I would put four out there. Number 27, uh, Dante Johnson. I don't think that he's a good outside corner. I would put him in the slot only, and especially not if we're playing Cooper Cup. He just destroys them, but Cooper Cup destroys everybody, so you can't just take that against him. So the number two reason why I'm really, really excited about the 49ers' future and why it's so bright is we finally have young cornerback outside corner depth, which we have not had. We just haven't had. Since Kyle Shanahan showed up, we haven't had it. Even when we paid Sherman, who was great, the other side, we were in trouble. 
I mean, we had Emmanuel Mosley out there starting as an undrafted free agent in the Super Bowl. He did well, but now he's way better. He is developed. He is developed. Philip, uh, love this. Appreciate the gift, my friend, on Super Chat. He says, looking forward to Charvarius Ward running. The dude looks good. The dude looks really, really good. He stays with them on the deep ball so well. Um, I love it. I absolutely love it. Mark, he says, John, do you think there's a chance Ward starts getting more picks as a 49er? You look at um, forced incompletions. I think he was like second or third in the NFL off the top of my head. Like he's good. It gets his hands on balls. Ball skills, just not his thing. And a lot of times interceptions are a tough metric to track or to predict. But what he does is he plays wide receivers. You know, whenever I used to coach in the secondary, we, we would run 60s and 70s coverage, which basically means do you read the quarterback or do you read the running back? He's pretty damn good at reading the wide receiver and just making it, again, what's his role? What does he do well? He makes it very difficult for the wide receiver to catch the pass, which at the end of the day, that's cornerback play 101. Make it hard to complete the pass. He gives up passes, but they're usually underneath, and he there no yards after contact. Like once they catch, or after catch, once they catch it, there's no yak. There's none. And you can see the foundational building pieces of the 49ers. We maximize yards after catch on offense. We bring down with surefire tackling from the corner position. He's a great tackler. He's a great tackler. Very, very good tackler. So I don't – he got two interceptions last year. He didn't have any really before that. If he gets one interception, I would be very, very happy with him throughout the season. Like that's just it. It's not really his game. Um, don't expect people to change their colors. Um, now, if it does happen, that'd be great and be ecstatic, but I'd set the over-under at one. I'll be really honest with you. It's just not part of his game, and that's okay. I love ball-hawking secondary players. 49ers just don't put a huge value on it. They want consistent tackling and people that do not mess up. They don't want mess-ups. They want people that are consistent. This dude's as consistent as he gets. Um, <laughs> back to this one. Here we go. Lax says this, uh, all the Jimmy stuff goes away after week five. When Trey starts hitting on all cylinders, I, I don't even know if it's going to last that long. I think there's a chance Jimmy gets dealt during the draft. If Carolina doesn't get a quarterback in the first round. I also think that there is a chance uh, that he gets dealt once the season starts. If an injury happens, I don't like rooting on injuries. That's not what I'm saying at all. I want to make sure everybody understands that. Uh, but it is a reality in football, 100% injury rate. If that happens to a playoff caliber team, that's where he will be dealt. And But yeah, the one thing I will say, Lax, is yeah, there's a possibility he's on this team for a while. Now, if he is, this is Trey's team. Understand that. You can talk about competition, whatever. You don't let Jimmy Garoppolo go up there and cry and say goodbye to the faithful after the NFC Championship game if this team's not being passed off. I don't care. Kyle might say open competition. Don't care. That snaps, it's going to be all first-team reps for Trey Lance. And and here's how Kyle has spent it. And I'm going to save this. Save this clip. Here's what Kyle's going to say whenever Jimmy's not getting any first-team reps in training camp, OTAs, whatever. Well, Jimmy already knows the offense, and so we're just trying to make sure Trey's ready and just trying to catch him up. But, yeah, we have two two quarterbacks we really like, and we feel confident with both. That's what he's going to say. That's what he's going to say. Um, that's what he's going to say. Uh, Matt, hang in there, bud. He said sick. Uh, you know what else is sick? The 49ers future because it's awesome. I'm sorry I did that and I got loud. That was cheesy. I apologize. <laughs> um, anyway, let's get back to this. But before we do, all my baseball people, where are my baseball people at? This one's for you. All right, guys, excited to tell you about the Giant Cocktails podcast. It's a weekly podcast where they cover the San Francisco Giants. 
which, man, we need that now more than ever. And these are two great dudes, Ben and Matthew. They're awesome, and they start every single episode where they make some unique type of cocktail. Then they go on these alcohol-fueled rants about baseball and all these things. So head over there. It's awesome. It's a very fun podcast. really feels like you're just hanging out with, you know, two really cool guys. Um, and they go through everything. And, you know, one of my favorite things about sports podcasts, maybe I'm not that good at this, is just the comedy and the camaraderie that they bring about this. So get caught up with the Giants while learning how to make great tasting cocktails and i'm telling you this it doesn't get better than this if you haven't checked it out yet head over there uh, wherever you get your audio podcast giant cocktails podcast trust me they're worth the effort go check it out you're gonna love it and let them know the 49ers rush podcast sent you all right here we go i like this question mr superfly says don't you think carolina would rather draft a quarterback and roll the dice that he can go um it would be a lot cheaper for them. It would be. However, if Matt Rule doesn't make the playoffs, he is fired. Like, he's almost as dead as Matt Nagy was last year. How'd that work out for Matt Nagy to get a young rookie quarterback? How'd that work out? He's fired. He, he, he's not a head coach anymore. So, if you get Jimmy and you put him on Carolina, which Carolina has a decent roster. There are some issues. It's not like a top-tier scheme or top-tier team. But... I'm telling you right now, you need somebody that can step in week one and play. And you've got Christian McCaffrey. You're running everything through him. you got DJ Moore. They have pieces. They've got a decent defense. It's just, again, you. my thinking is, if I'm the head coach, do I want to run with a rookie or do I want to run with you know a veteran that's going to guarantee me? If they make the playoffs with Jimmy G, then guess what? He gets to keep his job. The GM gets to keep his job. Everybody gets to keep their job. So that's why I would say they have the cap space. Um, they have it available. So I think that's the backup. Now, they pick number six, the Panthers do in the draft. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, Malik Willis has Matt Rule written all over it. I'm telling you right now. They'll take Malik Willis if he is there. Malik Willis will be the pick if he's there. But I don't think he's going to be there. Not because I think he warrants that draft pick number six overall, but because there's a lot of quarterback-needy teams that have a bridge bridge quarterback there right now you know Marcus Mariota not the answer for the future Sam Darnold not the answer for the future Jared Goff not the answer for the future so teams reach on quarterbacks every year it's the most important position in sports so I think that's why it's going to happen um, but anyway if you're 40 hours fan you're hoping quarterbacks go or you want two quarterbacks to go in the top five which isn't unheard of this is a pretty low bar draft um, do they deserve that pick those two quarterbacks Kenny Pickett and uh Willis absolutely not they don't but teams need QBs so anyway we'll take that now let's jump to our next one here we go baby number three the reason number three why everybody should be excited about the 49ers future the early draft picks will finally get their chance to prove it the guys that we bought into as they were drafted and we heard their names called early and we were like yes this is going to be the guy. They finally get to prove it. I, I, I thought about making a t-shirt that said uh, something along the line of Shanahan redshirted me or Kyle redshirted the rookie or something along those lines. I'm not too uh, catchy with titles, but I would wear that shirt because that's what he does. You look at Aaron Banks, second round pick who they traded back for. That is significant. Always one of the things that I think people miss a lot a team tells you how much they love somebody. If you trade up, that means you love them. 
If you trade back, that means you settled for them, okay? So adding a little nuance to this excitement here because I think that's telling. Now, you traded back and you settled on Aaron Banks. But Shanahan just recently at the owners meeting down in South Florida said Banks was ready to start last year. Now, Lakin's so good, there's no way in hell you put him in there. But that he grew throughout the season. We didn't get to see him. He was a healthy scratch early on, and then eventually he qualified, you know, was active roster, but we never saw him. Now, he was off on the right side early. There's no doubt about that. And as a former offensive line coach, some kids, some players, you just don't move. Uh, <laughs> it's it's the Zoolander approach. Some people just can't hang, hang a Louie. Um, and your footwork is totally different. It's easier to go from left tackle to left guard or vice versa than it is left guard to right guard. Because your dominant foot is forward instead of back. And some people can make that transition. Some people cannot. And if I'm banking on Aaron Banks, oh, look at that, banking on Aaron Banks. That's a good one. Man, I'm telling you, I'm lighting up this episode, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize for all the dad jokes. But the, the whole idea is this. If I believe the front office is sold on Aaron Banks, it's that he couldn't make the transition left to right side. Well, guess what? Lakin's gone, who's been starting at left guard since Kyle Shanahan basically showed up when they traded for him, uh, which was one of the best trades ever. Now we're going to get a comp pick for him as well. But he's going to be the plug and play on the left side. That That's what it is. He's going to be starting. And I know we said that after the draft, and we were wrong. But I think it's time. Kyle Shanahan does not like rookies. He really, really doesn't. And you don't have to look, uh, look at Trey Sermon. Same thing. And then everybody's like, we yeah, have but Elijah Mitchell, right? Like, I get that. Why did Elijah Mitchell get playing time? He got playing time because of back-to-back-to-back injuries. And he was a stud. And he deserved it. And he's going to be a stud. And I'm excited for his future. I'm excited for him to hang out with us at the draft too, baby. Because guess what? He's going to be hanging out with us. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Go get your tickets. We're partying in Vegas. He's going to be there. Still got tickets available. But when Elijah Mitchell stepped in, he never let it go. He showed right away he was ready. But even as good as Elijah Mitchell was, he didn't get a shot before the injuries either. He didn't. So Kyle Shanahan doesn't like rookies. He doesn't want to depend on rookies. However, if injuries give them the opportunity to see the field and then they just hit a home run, then they stay. That's what it is. That's the rule. That's what we've seen. And so back to Trey Sermon. I was pretty shocked that the 49ers didn't bring in a veteran to compete a low-cost veteran or bring back uh, Mostert. Whenever I saw Mostert sign for that low of money in Miami, I think it was like $2.5 million. I was like, all right. They believe. They believe. It's Trey Sermon time. Um, now, do I think that he's going to start? Do I think that he's going to compete with Mitchell for carries? No, that's not his role. His role is going to be the backup primary running back. Probably Hasty's going to continue to be the third down guy. And then Sermon's going to be competing with Jeff Wilson for that number two spot. Now, just because they didn't bring in a free agent doesn't mean they will not draft somebody. I do fully expect a running back to be added in the draft. I do. It'd be a late round, hopefully, unless somebody falls like a James Cook to the fourth round or something like that. I think it's going to be a six. The 49ers hold Mr. Irrelevant the last pick in the NFL draft. Um, and so it's 262. There it is on the screen. I 
I wish there was a bet what position that could be because I would put a thousand dollars on running back. I just think it's likely. Uh, I think it's very, very likely. 49ers got a lot of picks. They got a lot of picks this year. They're slated to have 11 picks next year after all the compensation picks and coaching hires and all that stuff. Uh, the 49ers have a lot of picks. They're going to move around. They're going to move around a lot, a whole lot. Um, so, uh, and then again, sticking with this theme, again, the reason why I'm excited early picks to get their chance. Javon Kinlaw, Javon Kinlaw, more important than anybody else on this list. Javon Kinlaw. This was one of the players you were okay with moving away from DeForest Buckner, a legend, my favorite player on the 49ers. You traded him. <laughs> and I'm glad that he got paid. And it wasn't Kinlaw for default. He was one of them. It was Kinlaw, Armstead, and Jimmy Ward or DeForest Buckner. They chose the three over the one. Again, a big reason why they are completely different than the Rams. Rams would have chose the one and let the three go. It's just different philosophies. Just different philosophies. Again, we did a whole video on that. If you want to go check that out. Now, back to Javon Kinlaw. He said just recently, last week, He's feeling better and more healthy now than he has at any point during his entire pro career. Remember, he got his surgery done on his ACL by the same person that did Jimmy Garoppolo after his ACL tear and same person that did Nick Bosa's after his ACL tear. So there's confidence in that. And the idea of him and Eric Armstead being inside on base downs, whoo, it hurt losing DJ Jones. It hurt bad. The 49ers just not in a position to play three starting level defensive tackles. Javon Kinlaw was the 15th pick. He's not cheap. That's expensive. First round picks are expensive. Eric Armstead, not cheap. DJ Jones got 10 million a year. Not cheap. They're banking on Javon Kinlaw returning healthy. Now I got two bonus picks here under picks finally getting their chance. Hey, Talanoa Hufunga. We saw him switching out with Tart. He 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 earned that his rookie year. A lot of people are low on Hufunga because of his athleticism. I went back and watched some film. Uh-uh. His instincts make up for it. Is he a 4-4 guy or whatever? No, I don't care. This dude is just a football player who happens to play safety. I think he's going to win that starting job. He has his opportunity. And then, last one here, Diamador Lenore. Rookie cornerback out of Oregon last year. He was great during preseason outside, but they wanted him to be inside. I think he's going to have an opportunity to compete for that starting slot spot if they don't draft an early corner uh, to come in and compete there. But uh, there's lots of guys, man. It's so exciting to see what these guys will be able to come up with. So yeah, just stay tuned for there. Here we go. Number four, and I'm excited about this one. Special teams. Wow. How many cuss words <laughs> go back to this season? And you're watching the 49ers. Put yourself wherever you were, whether you were at the games, hanging out with 49ers Rush Road Trip, what's up? Or you were at home or wherever. And just every time it was time for a kickoff, whether we were kicking off or we were re receiving, it was just like, oh, man, can we not do this? Please, please touch back. Please touch back. Like I was, I was praying to the heavens for touchbacks because that's how awful we have been. Well, guess what? Richard Hightower is gone. <laughs> the special teams coordinator, Kyle Shanahan's teammate back in Texas. We always talk about the Shanahan loyalty project. Well, guess what? He went against the grain, baby. He let one of his best friends from college move on. Thank God. We have descended in special teams DVOA five years in a row. 
five years in a row, our special teams unit collaboratively has gotten worse by metrics. <laughs> you can measure how bad they have been. Well, what do we do? We bring in one of the most experienced special teams coordinators in the NFL, Brian Schneider, who was with Seattle for the longest time, 12 years, 12 years as a special teams coordinator. No more of those stupid fake field goals, which Seattle did to us, or fake uh, punts for 80 yards and a touchdown. Oh, man, I'm, I'm getting pissed, but this is a positive podcast. <laughs> I have to remind myself. So you bring in somebody that's savvy, that understands the nuance, the complexities, the fakes, all those things. If we're just average, it, I, I don't even want to be good. I want to be good. But like I, if we were, there's 32 teams in the NFL, right? So 16 and 17 are the median, right? I would be, oh my gosh, elated, pumped up. If we were just the 17th best team in special teams on the year average, whew, pumped up, man. And how many, I think we lost at least three games just because of special teams. And so the fact that maybe that's not a weakness now, and it's not just the coaching change, the philosophy change, the attitude change. No, 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 no. It's personnel changes as well. You go out and you sign basically five key free agents that you bring from the outside in, three of which are special teams guys. Ray Ray McLeod, exciting player. I got his film up on the channel. Go check it out. I got it up on YouTube as, or on my Patreon as well. Finally, explosive plays in the return game. We haven't had it forever. This guy led the NFL in return yardage. He could do that. Now, does he have issues? For sure. His fumbles are an issue. But again, it's not, we're not going for, we're not going from one of the worst to one of the best. That's not the goal. We're just trying to be positive in any way. We had all those fumbles last year in the return game with zero explosive plays until Debo went back there. We can't have Debo back there returning kicks, playing running back, even punting, doing everything. Can't do that. Let him focus on his craft. He doesn't need to return kicks, and you don't need him to now that you have Ray Ray McLeod, who does have fumbling issues. He will fumble the ball, but now you're getting those positives added onto it at least. There's some upside. Uh, maybe teams will kick a touchback to us. Imagine that. Instead of short of the goal line because our coach is terrible. Um, Greg Odom, safety. He was an all-pro special teamer just a year ago with the Colts and provides safety depth. But whenever he was brought in, the, the coaching staff, whenever they were interviewing him, the press, he said, coaching staff told me, I'm predominantly a special teams player and a backup safety. Safety depth, I think is the phrase he used. He's going to help the special teams. And then Oren Burks, probably uh, uh, the winner of every Patrick Willis lookalike, soundalike. Uh, I posted some of his press clips. Everybody's like, is that Patrick Willis? Like, <laughs> looks and sounds just like him. And he's as great a human being as Patrick Willis was too. Him and his wife do a lot of work in the community. I'm excited about this guy. High character player and high athleticism. Oren Burks is linebacker depth. Not going to compete for a starting job on this team. We'll talk about that in a second. but insane speed insane athleticism that just flies around he'll be on every single special teams group so will george ordem so will ray ray mcleod and so you're bringing in lots of depth to change the narrative to let everybody that's on special teams know what happened in the past not welcome anymore that's hidden yardage as a coach i'm telling you as a defensive coordinator you do not get more pissed off than when you start the ball backed up or on the wrong side of the 50 it pisses you off you you get it it just it changes things as an offensive coordinator it pisses you off when you start behind the 30 it's like good lord we have to go 70 yards to score 
we have to go 80 yards to score really that, that's that's way too much like it, it's just it makes everything difficult and so if we could just get average baby i, I ain't even asking for greatness <laughs> I, I i'm just wanting average in special teams play and if we get that because our offense defense our personnel our coaching staff oh it all it all goes well that's a lot of hidden yardage hidden games i'm very excited about this what's up one of my uh closest dudes man i love this dude nicholas what's up man? He said, what's going on john joined here late better late than never i'll take it man glad to see you here uh let's see philip love the ray ray runs too yeah that's another thing that we could add on there ray ray mcleod Helps the 49ers because now you're not dependent upon just Debo end arounds and stuff. Ray Ray can do that too. He lines up as a running back as well. Um, yeah, right here, Kali. He says Ray Ray's better version of Richie James. I love it. Man, I love all the Ray Ray stuff. Uh, Bay Area baller. Ray Ray's about to break out. I'll say this. And if you watch my film breakdowns of the Steelers and Ray Ray McLeod and what he did offensively, I, I laugh a lot. Because they're so inept at their scheme. Like, we're spoiled offensively watching Kyle Shanahan and defensively, Sala and D'Amico. Like, we we have fully functioning, efficient offenses and defense that run well. You go watch that uh, Steelers offense. Holy cow. I feel like I'm watching, like, you know, <laughs> JV football tape. Like, people running into each other and, like, just completely whiffing on assignments and miscommunications. Like, they were poorly coached. So, to finally put Ray Ray in a situation that he's going to be successful, I love that. I, I absolutely love that. All right. Oh, what's up? We got 49ers royalty. Juan Salas, uh, one of the greatest dudes I've ever met. He says, what is up, Faithful? You know what to do, John. Hashtag CC. So Juan's very, very generous with his time and his money. He's responsible for a lot of the clips and breakdowns that we do and all those things. Just want to say thank you to him. Just a great human being. Uh, great family guy. Uh, but on top of that, look at this guy. We're giving away two, two shirts right now. So I'm going to give one to a hashtag CC that got theirs in on time. Here we go. I'm going back through that now. And then I'm going to give you a question. So here is my question. Oh, oh, I already know what I'm going to do. I got to scroll. So one of them is going to be a hashtag CC. Who can tell me the first one that comes across my feed? And this is going to lead into our next thing that we're going to ask. I'm going to give you some time. What is the total number of solo tackles that Fred Warner had last year during the regular season only? Solo tackles, Fred Warner, during the regular season only. The first one that gets that pops up across my feed gets a free T-shirt. Thank you so much, Juan. Thank you, Juan. Um, now, on top of that, one more person will get a T-shirt, and that winner goes to the hashtag countdown crew. This is number eight giveaway. Uh, we got two more coming. G Bassman 5 congratulations. You get a t-shirt for being part of the countdown crew. Anybody can do it. All you got to do is hit that subscription button, turn the notification bell on, and whenever you uh, we go live, you just hashtag CC. We give stuff away all the freaking time. Too much. Way too much. Uh, way too much, buddy. That's okay. But this gift is from a Patreon member that just wanted to be generous and spread the good uh, good news. So here we go. G Bassman 5 congratulations. Email me, 49ers Rush Podcast at gmail.com, and we'll get you taken care of. So here we go. Let's get down to uh, how many tackles, uh, solo tackles, Fred Warner had 
just during the regular season now. Okay, so I'm scrolling through there. Oh, man, here we go. I already see it. I already see it. Let's see it. Get it out there. I'm seeing lots of guesses. It's under 100 solo tackles for Fred Warner. It's under that. And look at that. There is our winner. None other than the moderator himself. This guy knows it all. Shot J. The correct answer, Fred Warner. 79 solo tackles on his on the, just during the regular season. Saved by the bell. Got it a little bit late. Rick Torres got in there. Got it a little bit late as well. But, man, that is – oh, no one got in there. 79 is the correct answer. I love it. You look at what Fred Warner was able to do. Didn't have – an all pro year really at all, but was still great. And this leads us to our last number five, the fifth reason why everybody should be excited about the 49ers moving forward. Not just Fred Warner. Rather, it's the best linebacking core in the NFL. The 49ers have it. They might not have the best one, two punch, but they sure as hell have the best one, two, three punch. And everybody wants to talk about Bobby Wagner, and he's great, and it sucks that he stayed in the NFC West. I was pissed about it as well. I want him to go to the Ravens, but I'll tell you this right now. There is not – if you gave all 32 GMs, you get to pick your linebacking core between the Rams and the 49ers, holy cow, it's going to be 32-0. Sean McVay himself would take our group, not only youth-wise, but you look at – and I don't care who your two and three are. There's no wrong answers. Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw, Aziz Alshire – the best and the deepest in the NFL, period. Absolutely, period. <laughs> Say by the bell says, if I lose, this is rigged. Ah, you did lose, but uh, it's not rigged. Uh, he says, LOL. I love it, man. You're, you're the best. You're the best. And yeah, Kali, you nailed it. Fred struggled early. Do you know why Fred Warner struggled early? The same reason why all middle linebackers struggle early. You ready? Y'all ready? If you have poor defensive tackle play in front of you, middle linebacker play struggles. Um, I hate Ray Lewis with all of my being. I think he's a terrible human being. Um, I, I could go off for a while on this. But if you look at who he had in front of him his entire career, it lets you know why he was able to be so great. Uh, Patrick Willis, all these players. You have to have solid defensive tackle play underneath. And Fred Warner didn't get that early. When Kinlaw was out and they had Contavious Street starting, are you kidding me? The worst run defensive tackle in the NFL. He's gone, by the way. The 49ers didn't pick him up. I'm not sure he's going to get signed by anybody. Uh, but anyway, regardless, we're not bringing him back. The change happened, and a lot of this is on Fred Warner, too. He even spoke out. He was trying to be too perfect. He was trying to make too many plays. You just got to settle in and do your job. But when we moved Eric Armstead full-time to defensive tackle, guess what happened? Fred Warner went back to all pro Fred and you know, you look at what he was able to do. You know, Kali says this Fred came on strong down the stretch. Exactly. When we made that switch and a lot of it was Fred's mindset and what he was bringing to the table. But yeah, after that, he was on par. You look at, you know, the playoffs and all those things. Fred Warner was on fire. He was on fire. Um, <laughs> he says, now who was the closest without looking it up? Me, unfortunately, as a teacher, there's no way to tell that. Uh, but yeah, I love it. Uh, and I appreciate you and guys again. We got, um, we got more giveaways coming. So if you didn't win this one, that's okay. Uh, we got a lot more coming. Yeah. And you're correct. Armstead and DJ. And I think the point was DJ was a stud all year from week one on, but you can't, 
You can't have one in the middle. You got to have two. You got to have two. And you look at the defensive tackles that we've got, man, Givens, Hurst. Like, we've got guys. We've got a lot of guys in there. Ridgeway, one of the best run-stuffing defensive tackles, you know, gap-controlled guys, anchors in the league. We've got five stud DTs. We might get more. I wouldn't be surprised if we draft one as well. But we have that depth up front. And if you go back to the linebacking core, uh, you could just look and just see how crazy it is with these three guys. Shout out to Wadi says, thank you, Nick. Uh, just got out of class, headed to work. This dude works so hard. See you in Vegas. Yeah, you guys get a hangout party with Juan Salas in Vegas. It's going to, I mean, this. It, I'm so pumped, man. If you haven't got your tickets yet, go get your freaking tickets, guys. This is a big, uh, the question that we asked was this. How do we throw the best party for 49ers fans, bar none, without, who cares about expenses? I don't care. We'll find a way. And we're still trying to find ways to cover all the costs and all those things. That's not why we do this show. <laughs> giveaways cost money like we do this show because we want to create the community and content that you deserve what would i want as a fan what do i want my kids listening to how do we build better community and fan base that's why we do this that's why we're doing the party that's why we're doing all these things so uh we we need your help come on guys come on out get your tickets 49ers rush go check it out uh, it's going to be incredible i'm so pumped about this and yeah you get to see the beautiful juan solace uh, lucky you Lucky you. Um, so now here, here's what's crazy. If you just look at this year's season for our linebackers, Warner, Greenlaw, and Aziz only played, all three of them played in five games this year. And that's including the playoffs, by the way. Five games this year did all three of them play because injuries. Well, guess what? We went four and one during that stretch. We got our stud linebackers. We went four and one. And that includes three of the playoff games. They give you a chance to play. We didn't just peak at the right time by happenstance in the playoffs and beat all these explosive offenses and hold them to low points and way below their point total all year. No, no, no. It happened by design. These three players are beasts. Beasts. And I know some people are like, oh, you should trade Greenlaw or you should trade Aziz. It's the last year of their deal. Uh-uh-uh. No. <laughs> Let them play it out. Let them play it out. Now, if you got a second or third round pick for one of them, I'd be open to it for sure. But I don't think that's coming across. I really, really don't. I mean, these guys, let's say you let them play and you keep you extend one next year and you let one go, you're going to get a fifth or sixth round comp pick, best case scenario. Inside linebackers usually don't make that much money. Probably a sixth round pick, comp pick at best. And so that's okay. Get the one year, then get that comp pick. We already have 11 picks next year. Already, that's what we got coming to us. So does 12 picks move the needle that much? We're already going to get that 12 pick and a comp pick anyway whenever they walk. So let them play. Let them be the strength of the defense. And so that that's one of those things that I, I just believe in. Um, it's the strength of our defense that and the offensive line. Man, Shot J, appreciate it, man. He says, don't forget to check out John's Patreon, ladies and gents. More incredible content than you can handle. And I do want to say, man, thank you, Shot J, uh, for all your help and all that stuff, like you, you, kind words and just moderating the chat and all those things. Support the show. You know, if you want this stuff, we're amping it up. I mean, shoot, this is the second time I went live, taught all day, doing this. I've got more uh, meetings uh, for the 49ers rush taking place after this. It's a business meeting. Like, we're we're trying hard, man, and we're we're trying to put out again the question that we keep going back to: How do we make the best forty? How do we do not clickbait stuff? 
how, how do we do content so that you don't have to, I, I don't know, promote, promote the positives of what this is. And that's what this video was, right? Five things to be excited about the 40 hours future. We're spoiled. And we're about to get even more spoiled. And I freaking love it. Hopefully you enjoyed this show. Man, we got a lot more content coming your way. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this channel. Check out the videos that we've got going on in the description. You want to see Trey Lance highlights? We got that available for you on YouTube. You want to see a whole bunch more? That's over on Patreon. But we got you guys. Appreciate y'all. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.